Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories. And we tell stories about everything here on this show, including your stories. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. They're some of our favorites, and you know we really mean that. Today, we have a listener story from WHO in Des Moines, our great iHeart Station 1040. Laura Sangster had a tough childhood and a very tough first marriage. But then she met her husband, Fred. Here's Laura sharing her story. I was married 40 years. 
I found out after five years of marriage that he had sexual addictions and he was living, had another life, 38 years out of the 40. I didn't want God to be mad at me, so I didn't want divorce. My kids, everybody wanted me. I mean, it, it was awful. And I, I just thought I was so scared. My health was going down. I did lay counseling. My counselor, he said, no, the Lord does not want you to be living like this anymore. So I worked for a law firm. Everybody knew who he was and what he was doing. After I decided to divorce, they were just so elated. They put a party on and they said, you need to find somebody that cares about you. <laughs> so five years later, they wanted me to do eHarmony. They were all on eHarmony. Some of them were engaged and it, you know, it was like, you gotta do this. Well, I filled out the application after a lot of pressuring and then Fred's name came up. Anyway, we started talking. You know, you talk first and they email questions back and forth. First name and no email, nothing. So it's, it's quite a process that you go through. Then when you feel like you're ready to just say, hey, I, I, I can give them my phone number or my email address, then you can do that. So after about, oh, I would say probably two or three months, we just really knew a lot about each other. We met 1st of January for the first time in person. He came to Minnesota because he had meetings there. It was like we had known each other for years and he's, he came by the table and stood up and he just stood there and I thought, who is this? And he said, Laura? And I said, yes. And he said, I'm Fred. We sat there for five hours and then we sat on the parking lot and then um, the next day his one meeting was canceled. He says, are you gonna be available? And I did and it was just like, that's why I call my prince and I always have because it was like, it was just a Cinderella story. And, and we just knew, I mean, there was no doubt. And I had no intentions of ever getting married again. But he treated me such a gentleman and such a wonderful Christian man. It, it, it was just like, God just put him in my, I really believe that God really put him in my life. Uh, when he asked me to marry him <laughs> in February, I thought, you know, I told him right out. I said, you know what? I need to pray about this. And I said, I don't want to talk to you or any connection during this time. Because I said, I, I really need to pray to God that this is what he wants me to do. And I thought, well, if he finds somebody else, that's fine. It wasn't meant to be. That's the way I thought about it. And people couldn't believe I did that. My heart tells me I need to do that. So I did. And it was two weeks actually to the day that I told him. And I prayed and prayed and everything, no connection. And then one morning I woke up, got to work, and it just said, you need to call him now and say you would like to go out with him again. I did. So it just all went from there. We wrote our vows together. It says, our promises to each other. First and most importantly, God will be the center focus of our relationship with each other. 
I want you to know that I will always make prayer the foremost in any given situation and our day will start and end with prayer. I want to be someone who reminds you every single day how much you're loved. I want to be someone who fills each day of our marriage with happiness and beautiful memories with you. I want to be someone you can trust and share with absolutely everything along the pathway of our life's journey together. I want to be the one person you know who can always turn to, someone you can laugh and cry with. But most importantly, I just want you to be able to be yourself. I want to sit next to you, hold you, walk with you, and share our innermost thoughts. These are my promises to you. Both of us were on the same track. That's where it started. And then our we had beautiful trips. We, we just had it, it just a beautiful life. And then I noticed one day that he just like stood in the room, middle of the room, and just was like, just puzzled, like, didn't know where, where he was or whatever. And I thought, oh my gosh, what's going on? Anyway, I noticed little things here and there. And his mom passed away with Alzheimer. Then we had him evaluated. This was in 2014, I think. He was diagnosed with Alzheimer. And you've been listening to Laura Sangster tell her story about a dreadful first marriage, liberation through a divorce, and ultimately finding Fred. Those vows, they were just so beautiful. Oh my goodness. Ours weren't as good. I wish, I wish we'd spent more time on ours and were as thoughtful. By the way, I met my bride on the internet as well on Match.com. Third couple to ever be married on Match.com. And we're really proud of that. And uh, I knew it when I met her. Uh, that was my person. That was my soulmate. And clearly, Laura knew Fred was the person for her for the rest of her life. When we come back, more of this story and what happens next as Alzheimer's beckons. This is Our American Stories. American Stories, we bring you inspiring stories of history, sports, business, faith, and love. Stories from a great and beautiful country that need to be told. But we can't do it without you. Our stories are free to listen to, but they're not free to make. If you love our stories in America like we do, please go to OurAmericanStories.com and click the donate button. Give a little. Give a lot. Help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. And we continue with our American stories. We've been listening to Laura Sangster, a listener from WHO in Des Moines, Iowa. She's been sharing the ups and downs of life, which brought her to this point in her life, which of course, as you heard before, was an Alzheimer's diagnosis for her husband and in the end for her. Let's go back to Laura. I tried taking care of him at home and I, I was a wreck. I couldn't do it anymore. 
And three years ago, my doctor looked at me and says, it's either you or him. So I had appointment facility and he was, it was really hard. I've been in uh, a lot of caregiver groups. I got him in, involved right away just to keep his mind going. There's a lot of neat places. Alzheimer's Association has places everywhere, every state. And there's groups that they zone into what they can still do and give them encouragement. And that's what I would just say is find a caregiver group right away. Find out all the information, all the steps, because it helps prepare you. If you don't look into that or get the support from that end, it's awful. It's awful. And, and I was right away with him. And I think that kept him going longer than he would have been because I kind of kept him in with people that were like him. And it was so important because he didn't feel like he was different then. And that is so important. That is so important because people don't understand. I had, we had lots of friends. Fred had friends for 75 years. And um, we had a church family, we had Bible studies, we did social things all the time. And we're your family, we're here. I mean, these are long years, friends. Anyway, after he was diagnosed, everybody fell off the face of the earth. Totally, they're gone. And one pastor told me, he says, well, they just don't know what to say or do. And I said, no, that's wrong. That's when you need your family. I, it was hard. So I tried for a few years with everybody and I just thought, I, I don't have the energies to do this anymore. It's not worth it. You might know what to say, but you can say, hey, I've been thinking about you. So get connected right away and learn. They have great support groups, great support groups for both. You go to meetings with both and, that, and Fred and I did. And then you have your own caregiving groups. But now to this day, he doesn't know who I am. He knows I'm special, you know, but he's content in his world. And uh, that's been real hard for me. And it was our anniversary on July 5th. And I'm going to cry. These words came to me. It says, remembering for the both of us. I just sat down by my computer and I wrote this in 10 minutes. It just flowed out of me. It says, memories are unforgettable, and I only wish I could say to you, remember when. But I know you can't, so I will remember for us both. I talk to you about the past, hoping that it triggers some memory of our past. But in reality, I know in my heart that I will need to remember for us both. When I say I love you so much, you in turn tell me that's nice. My hugs seem a mystery to you. Your eyes speak, why are you hugging me? And you receive it with no response with a hug back. I miss those hugs. You were the best hugger of all. And I always with saying, I love you, my PJ a name you gave me at our wedding, which means precious jewel. And I called you my prince, like in Cinderella. But now I only can rest in my heart those expressions of our love and knowing I will remember for us both.
Memories are never forgotten. Deep down inside you, I know they are there in your heart. When we talk about God, your eyes shine. That makes me teary-eyed because I know you are aware that He is with you. I will forever keep the memories for us both. And that just flowed. And it's like, thank you, Lord, because I needed that. It, something told me to just sit down and just pour it out. And one main thing I want to say, don't let the little things get in the way. Because you're going to have differences. You're going to have little things that are happening all the time. But that's what I try to tell people, married people, and even older people. I said, you know, the little things don't matter. Because what look at with Fred. I never even dawned that this is going to happen. And if we would have harbored on the bad stuff, we would have not even had a beautiful marriage like we did. But it was beautiful. And, and we would talk. We would definitely talk about it if something was wrong. We would talk right away. And very rarely did we have any problem at all. Even when I took care of him for five years uh, when he got bad, we still had good moments and precious moments. And even when he went in, I could take him, but I can't take him out anymore. I'm much stronger than I ever have been because I see he has planted people in my pathway. He's helped me to find a good place for Fred. All I want to do is inspire people. No matter how hard things can get, you just got to trust. There's a reason for, and the Lord will put those people in your pathway when you need them. My oldest son is 53. He's in a nursing home right now and he has is called Whitmore's disease and it's not it's foreign to the US it's only in tropical areas and maybe Puerto Rico they don't know how he contracted you only can get it through contaminated water or soil what it does is it destroys he's got permanent brain damage kidney damage liver damage and then my other son is MS and our girlfriend, I have 53 years. We're very, very close like sisters. She ended up having in the hospital the same time I was there. She's got dementia. So I do have a load. I look at everything and it doesn't bother me to the point of just saying, why, Lord? I never ask why. Just give me the strength to be able to be there however I can. I taught them, her family, how to speak to Alzheimer. I'm looking at it that the Lord has planted me in these situations. That's the way I live. I, I look at it and say, I don't like it. I need a break. But he has put me in positions to be able to help. And, and that, that's, how, that's how I comfort myself. And like I said, I don't like it, but I only have two alternatives either to be really upset or, you know, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? And that, that's, that's where I'm at. I have my days, believe me. And not that I don't sit and cry sometimes, not that I don't, you know, I mean, it, it's normal and I think it's good. It's like a pressure cooker. You gotta let some of the steam out. 
and it's okay. It's okay to cry. And that's what they, they, they kind of help you with too is when I first went to caregiver, it's okay to cry. It's, it's okay to say what you're feeling and you know, cause it does, it, it really helps you make stronger, be stronger. And a beautiful piece, a sad piece, but a real piece. So many millions of people living with Alzheimer's and it's tough. But hearing this voice, well, this voice of affirmation and hope even within it all. And a special thanks to Faith and Robbie and Madison for their work on the piece and their collaboration. Laura Sangster's story, the story of how she lives with Alzheimer's. I need to remember for us both, she said. He doesn't know who I am. He's content in his world. Again, the story of Laura Sangster, a listener's story, a beauty, here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. This is Our American Stories, and our next story is about a man named Bruce Wang. He's Chinese-born, a college student in Texas. And he learned a southern accent by watching, of all things, Duck Dynasty, and got a job as a cowboy on a ranch. As you're about to hear, Bruce may be Chinese-born, but he's all-American. Here's Bruce Wang to tell his story. Hi, friends and partners. It's been my great honor to be invited by Mr. Greg Engler to be on the show and talk about my experience here in America. My name is Shibo Wang, but I also go with Bruce. When school is on, I am a graduate student at Texas Tech University. But when there's no school, I am a feedlot cowboy. As some of y'all may not expect, that I am actually from China, and it's kind of rare to see an Asian cowboy across the country. Well, if you come to West Texas, if you see one, that might be me. I am from Kunming, Yunnan, Southwest China. And the city where I came from has the nickname of the City of Eternal Spring, meaning that the weather in my hometown is always like spring all year round. So in a sense, I was a southerner in China that came to the States and became a southerner again. But this transformation was not as smooth as some people might assume, because no matter where you live, life is not always easy. About eight years ago, I said goodbye to my parents, got on an airplane, and then came here to the States, set my foot on soil of America. The very first state that I went to for college was the state of Oklahoma. And we got on this minivan from the airport and the driver just took us to the campus. And I know on the map it said Oklahoma City. So I've been sitting in that minivan for a long time and all I saw was just flatness and houses that were separated from each other as if they did not have business with each other, which is kind of shocking to me. But what really made me uncomfortable, at least in the state of Oklahoma, was when it came down to food. For one and a half years, I put chocolate pudding on my pizza and my burgers. The reason was I just couldn't get used to the taste 
of American food for that period of time. But whatever I did, I found a way to compromise so I could eat burgers and go to school at the same time. The state of Oklahoma was very welcoming to foreign students like me. Local people were really friendly and I didn't feel the need to integrate much at that point because I had a lot of friends from other countries, other continents, and I was fine at that time. After the second year of me being in college, one day my mom called and said, well, son, you need to transfer to a bigger university with a better engineering program. Well, I thought to myself, well, I've been here for more than two years and I had some fun and it won't hurt to go to other parts of the United States and just see the rest of this country. So I agreed. Initially, I was planning to transfer to the University of Wyoming. However, my mentor at the time called me. Back in the old days, he and his wife both worked at the university where I went to school for in Oklahoma. But then his wife came to Texas for her PhD program, so he followed her. Then he called me and tried to convince me to come down to Texas. I said, no way, because in my mind, and upon all my understanding of all the stereotypes of Texas, this is one of the least places I would ever want to come. But eventually, I thought about it and reflected upon my experiences with so-called racism in America. Then eventually came to the conclusion that the most important determining factor of my happiness is me not someone else. So once that thought kicked in, I decided to say, you know what, why can't I just give Texas a try? When my mentor came to Oklahoma, we loaded up my stuff, then we were on our way to Texas. Unfortunately, when I got to Texas, things had a downturn. There were more churches, it was a bigger campus, which made it more difficult to make friends. And after the first semester, since I transferred school to Texas, I decided to drop out. Because coming to a bigger university with a better engineering program made me realize I had zero interest for being an engineer. And I just did not see any point for continuing my higher education. So my mentor asked me to go to his office at the International Cultural Center, and I sat there. He basically lectured me in a mildly loud Southern accent. For some strange reason, I decided to stay in college and just to finish. So at that point, I was no longer an engineering student. I switched my major to interdisciplinary studies, which contained three minors instead of a major. And during that summer, my appendix was about to burst, so I had to go to the hospital and have a surgery. And during my stay at the hospital, I had some rare opportunities to just completely be surrounded by quietness. I couldn't move much in my bed. I would watch TV from time to time. But there was this one day when it was about to rain outside, I saw clouds getting thicker and thicker, and then 
raindrops started to tap on my window. Everything else was just quiet. And that was the moment I thought about how wrongly I judged myself, how wrongly I judged a society that I didn't even know. And in what other way can I further learn about this society by integrating myself into it? The semester after that summer, I went to a rodeo, and that was life-changing. The things that changed me was not necessarily the events that were going on during the rodeo, but all the people and animals that were part of the show. There was country music playing at the background, and the host had a very thick yet authentic West Texan accent. I remember seeing this little boy, probably only seven or eight year old, with a cowboy hat on, and he was in charge of that gate, which controlled the movement of all the other cattle, which were at least five or six times his body size. Yet, he was calm and professional. And for all the participants with their animals, I was amazed by the relationships that were formed between two-legged creatures and four-legged creatures. Roughly about a month after the rodeo, I got my first pair of cowboy boots and my cowboy hat. And when I put that hat on, I couldn't remember how much regret that just went through my body. I thought hard about how dumb I was for not embracing this culture earlier and wasted so much time on things that were not important. So from that point on, my integration to this region of the southern parts of the United States started. And you're listening to Bruce Wang tell his story. And, and when we come back, we're going to hear more from Bruce. This remarkable American story. By the way, there aren't many American Chinese, but there are a whole lot of Chinese Americans. With that thought, we continue this story, Bruce Wang's story, an immigrant song as good as we've ever heard, here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. And we continue here on Our American Stories with the story of Bruce Wang. And this is an all-American immigration story, if ever we've had one. Now let's return to Bruce Wang and his story. I believe one of the most important things that a person can ever do to integrate him or herself into a community is to talk like the community. So initially, I thought it would be funny to be an Asian person with a Southern accent. I made some jokes by speaking with a Southern accent in front of my classmates and everybody laughed. I thought it was fun. So I started to look for more materials to enhance my ability to speak like a Southerner. But what I found during this process of learning, the more I learned, the more of an affection I developed for Southern accents. And even though before I was able to communicate with people in the English language, by learning the accent would open up new windows for me to look at America. One of the first learning materials that I used was a video on YouTube of Jeff Foxworthy. But as kind of a spokesman for this portion of the population, I got to thinking, you know, it has reached the point where we do need a few redneck fashion tips. <laughs> if you've mastered the art of putting on makeup with your non-smoking hand, while driving with your knee. Then I did more research on 
how people talk in the state of Georgia that eventually I found that the residents around the Appalachian Mountain area have the type of accents that melted my heart most of the time. What I further learned was that the region was devastated by poverty for decades. And there were people in poverty that I would never imagine that I would see in America, but it was real. Learning about how people suffering in that region really made me connect with the accents better. Why? Because if you think about it, all the good old classical literatures, what they reveal is suffering from people, regardless of culture and regardless of a country. People's suffering made me resonate more with them because there are things that were very similar between the Appalachian Mountain region and my home province. Where I came from, we were surrounded by mountains and in a sense, we are the urbanized hillbillies in China. And typically, we're about 10 or 20 years behind the most developed area in China. And based on what I learned about the Appalachian Mountain region, those people's suffering made me resonate more with them and also made southern accents dear to me. And that was the point I decided to further master the accent. And somewhere down the line, this show came into my attention. Duck Dynasty. On the surface, it may seem like that. The show was about a bunch of rantnecks shooting ducks. But what really goes deeper, the show touches about Christianity, about family, and a unity of a community. Which I believe are great values that are echoed among many other countries including China. Again, I could resonate with people in the show and which excavated more passion out of me to learn the accent. Throughout this journey of learning the accent, I laid my eyes on things that I would never look at if I kept a judgmental attitude towards the American society and would never found comfort in knowing listening and speaking another accent that is so native yet important to some of the forgotten regions of America. Even though I was fascinated by how all the rednecks lived in Duck Dynasty, I didn't realize for me as a foreigner, it would be hard to put my hands on a firearm and shoot ducks. So I started to think of other ways that I could do to further southernize myself by integrating myself not only linguistically, but economically. Then it's not too hard to notice there are a lot of cattle here in West Texas and cowboys, at least according to Hollywood, is one of the most iconic images of America and to some degree, the southern parts of America too. So I decided to try and get into the cattle industry. At first, what I did was just to drive up to some ranch or feed yard and have some conversations with people who are in the beef cattle industry. And all I did was just chatting with them. I took some pictures of cattle and made some of my videos on their properties. And at that time, that's all I thought what I could do. However, 
I was very amazed and really appreciate how welcoming people in the beef cattle industry were in West Texas to me. So after building relationships for one and a half years, one day I got a call from a feedlot owner and he got a lot more cattle going into his property and he needed some help. So I got my paperwork lined up and done at the International Cultural Center and then I had my way to become a cowboy. The training was not easy. I made a lot of mistakes, get screamed at a lot. And yes, like many other cowboys out there, there were times that I thought about quitting. Now thinking back, I'm glad I didn't do that. Still was a hard laugh. Every day started early in the morning and you won't get done until the sun goes down and sometimes we would be still working when the moon is up and high. However, I would not trade anything with the experience I gained on the journey of becoming a cowboy. I couldn't wait for the school to be over so I can go back to the feed yard and participate in beef cattle production and the relationships I formed with cowboys and other people who are in the beef cattle industry who may not be cowboys but still crucial to provide safe and sustainable animal protein to America. There was a period of time during my transformation where I did struggle very much about identities. Am I Chinese? Am I American? Am I Southerner? Or what kind of Southerner I was for my case? Over time, the philosophy of Buddhism really helped me to ease my urgent questioning on the matter. Because eventually, I do realize no matter what identity I claim myself to be, at the end of the day, I put down my cowboy hat, take off my cowboy boots, and falling asleep by myself. What is self? Who's really able to answer that? When every night, despite whoever I'm with, or whatever I've done, or whatever I've been going through, I fall asleep by myself. And maybe that is me. And I acknowledge that while I was learning the accent and trying to southernize myself further, there were times that I denied to learn about other people. But if I really think of it, everybody have two or three meals a day, go to work, come home, and go to sleep. No matter what color you are, or no matter what kind of identity you claim to be, it is the same way. Everybody is fundamentally the same. So on this journey of southernizing myself, it also made me more open-minded towards others, which is kind of like the opposite of what people really perceive of how uh, southerners would think of people who are different from them. At least for me, via this journey, it was through the self-embodiment of Southern culture that I realized I'm not that special and I'm happy to be in that way too. Through this journey, it made me pay attention to the suffering of American people, the earthiness of agriculture producers, and the humbleness of Southerners. It is these difficult times that made me realize how much I care of this land which I only spent one-third of my life. And I sincerely wish my journey on this land will continue.
no matter how dark the shadows in front of me might be, or how brightly the sun may rise for tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening, my friends and partners. Wish you a safe and wonderful day. Bye. And you've been listening to Bruce Wang, and my goodness, what a voice, what a story, what a journey. We're broadcasting from Oxford, Mississippi, just south of Memphis. We love the South, too. So many people from here, from everywhere else in the country, having developed a real taste for rural and rural-suburban life and the intersection of both. Bruce Wang's story, a classic American immigrant story, here on Our American Stories. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey, I'm here to tell you about Upfaith and Family, the leading streaming service for uplifting entertainment. It's the only place to stream all seasons of the award-winning series Heartland with exclusive content you won't see anywhere else. Binge all the past seasons and don't miss a season 17 premiere on April 25th and stream a new episode weekly. Dive into the warmth of Heartland and let Upfaith and Family be your go-to service for all things uplifting. Start your free trial today. Go to upfaithandfamily.com for your free trial. Upfaithandfamily.com.